Shalom, Shalom, Shabbat Shalom. We are here in Deuteronomy, Seder uh, Devarim. Um, and we're looking at Parshat Shoftim, looking at the Torah portion of justice, of judges. Very, very important stuff. And we open up here with the verse. Shoftim v'shotrim, titen l'cha b'choshar'cha, asher Adonai Elohecha noten l'cha. Lishvatecha v'shoftu et ha'am mishpat sedek. We are working to build a just society. Judges and officers shall you appoint to your cities, which your God gives you for your tribes, and they shall judge the people with righteous judgment. We are looking at Parshat Shoftim. And here's one of the fascinating points, is that the establishment of just authorities is not only the halacha for the Jewish community, but in the Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noach, in the Noahide laws, one of the seven is this requirement to set up just courts. And the Ramban says that actually hundreds of laws emerged from that. That we as Jews are not merely interested in the just society for Klal Yisrael, for the Jewish people, but we are interested in perpetuating a just world. Now the Sfat Emet has a brilliant uh, answer to why is the Sanhedrin, why is the court sitting in a semicircle, right? The judges are supposed to be situated in a semicircle. And the Sfat Emet, the great Hasidic teacher with a lot of chidushim, a lot of brilliant insights, says that the semicircle is because half of the court is the human court. And the semicircle is complete on the other side to make a full circle with the divine uh, angelic court. This is a message that actually justice in this world is partially divine assistance but predominantly human responsibility. We cannot see the angelic court, the Sfat Demet says. We rely on the semicircle of the Sanhedrin, and yet we know that that circle is complete in the interconnected fabric of compassion of all being, the interconnected existence of, of Rachamim and Chesed and Ahava in the world. The Beis Alevi has a fascinating chiddish, a uh, fascinating insight on the, on the Luchot, on the tablets which we recently read about here in the Torah. And it says the first tablets that were received on, on, uh, from, from Hashem to Moshe, they were perfect divine Torah. And thus they had to be broken because the human beings can't sustain perfection. We can't sustain the perfect word of God being received. Those tablets had to be broken at Egel Zahav, at the golden calf. But then the Beis Alevi says the second tablets the second tablets that we receive, that these are about a divine human relationship, a divine human partnership. It's about a Torah Chaim, a living Torah, where we have to learn and we have to innovate and human beings have to take responsibility, right? So the Sfat Emet says the reason these courts are in a semicircle is because the angelic court completes the circle. And the Beis Alevi says the reason we needed the second tablets is in order to once again to teach us that the divine word is not enough. We need Torah Shabbat. We need human responsibility. It's like the famous Talmudic passage of Tanur Shalach Nai, that Torah lo he, that we do not wait for the word of God to tell us what to do, what is right, but rather we are given the license, we are given the mandate as human beings to take responsibility for ourselves, for our home, for our community, for our society, for the world, to foster a more just world. And Parshat Shoftim is about precisely this.
Moshe is about to die and is handing off the legacy, something all of us as human beings think about. When I leave, what legacy will I leave? And the people are about to enter the land, and he needs to ensure that systems of justice are in place, that it not rest upon one person, and that we not have an, a society of chaos and disarray, but rather that these, uh, these responsibilities are put into place. And so this is all the more true in 2018, in the 21st century, where in the history of the world, the Jewish people have more power than we have ever had before. In American Jewish life, unprecedented Jewish power. Having sovereignty in the Medinat Israel, unprecedented power. Um, and the type of stability we have there. And so with sovereignty in Israel, with American Jewish power, how do we take responsibility for our mandate to be an Orlegoyim, to bring uh, light into the world, to be models of justice? And we see here in Parshat Shovtim that the emphasis, the trope over and over of taking human responsibility. Do not take bribes. And this human responsibility is not merely within the realm of the perfect, but also within the realm of the imperfect. If you have to go to war unnecessary of evils at times, don't be destructive. There are ethics of war, right? You can't cut down these fruit-bearing trees. So too, if somebody needs to be in something like a prison, here we'll call that Ir Hamiklat, a city of refuge, um, that it's true, they may need to be separated from society for their own well-being or for society's well-being, but we don't destroy them like the American prison system, which destroys the mind and soul of solitary confinement and isolation and a breakdown of learning and a separation from one's family. Here we have Ir Hamiklat. If a teacher goes to Ir Hamiklat, the students come. That there need to be teachers, there needs to be a society, there needs to be families kept together. And so, once again, a necessary evil like war, people sometimes need to be separated from society for everyone's security, and yet we can't destroy them. Then we have Egla Rufa. We see here the Egla Rufa. Someone dies, we don't know who or why, a foreigner, right? A foreigner dies, we need to take responsibility, even though we don't know who caused that death. How often do we see that now? P immigrants who are trying to get across the border seeking asylum, or are stuck in uh, detention centers and are dying at the hands of our society, the lack of compassion to address these human needs. And so we perform the ritual of Egla Rufa to say there is blood on our hands. There is blood on our hands indeed. And so we cannot outsource the work to the king, to the president, to the senate, to the congress, to the governors, to the mayors. The work is on us. This is one of the top five teachings of the Torah. The work is on us. We will not need to complete the work but we may not desist from the work. That is one of uh, the ideas in Pirkei Avot. I just wrote a social justice commentary on Pirkei Avot, published by the great publishing uh, uh, institution of the CCAR. And Parshat Shoftim comes to say exactly this, that this work is on us, each of us, to think each day about what we can do to bring more light than darkness, what we can do to bring tikkun, to bring repair. Tikkun atzmi, repair to the self. Tikkun bayit, repair of the home. Tikkun Kahal, repair of our community. Tikkun Medina, repair of our state. And Tikkun Olam, repair of the world. So as we approach Rosh Hashanah, the teachings of Parshat Shoftim couldn't be more relevant. That we are not merely to be pious. We're not merely to be observant of rituals. We're not merely to be 
uh, ethical in our interpersonal dynamics and in our relationships. But we are to zoom out into the realm of society and so say, Torah lo hi. The Torah is not out there in heaven. The Torah is in our hands. The Torah is in our hands to set up shoftim v'shotrim that we have to set up just societies and each of us must take part in that through voting and the electoral process, through service work, through activism, through fundraising and donations, through all different types of approaches of advocacy and the like and education. And this is what Parshat Shoftim teaches us. And so we remember Sfat that we have the confidence to say that half of our court is in a semicircle, knowing that the angelic court completes our circle, is there to give us chizuk, that God marches with us, even if God may disagree, so to speak, with our human conclusion, we are to take responsibility and know that that is exactly the divine mandate. Not to have perfect conclusions, but ones that we take responsibility for. As we uh, continue to learn Parshat Shoftim this Shabbat, I wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom Umavorach, a blessed Shabbat, where we can reflect and renew ourselves and our commitments towards making an imperfect world a little bit more perfect.